You know, right before the broadcast started, the three of us were talking about the two parts of life. And I don't know if you saw the title today or not, but that's what we're talking about. And if you have not been a boomerang, like for any period of time, or, you know, if you're newer to Boomerang, you may not have ever heard us talk about it because this is a series that we did back in 2016. So it's an oldie, but it's, it's vital. Like it's vital to our walk. And so that this is something that the three of us have taken time to watch and rewatch and learn and study. And it's just so applicable to our lives. So today we're talking about the two parts of life. What are they? Why are they important? And, oh my gosh, why are they important? <laughs> that in and of itself is mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, we're going to say hi to people. Hannah is on. She says, I am Hannah. And then Pastor Nicole says, hi, I'm Pastor Nicole. I'm watching you from work, Baden, North Carolina. Greg says, hello from Charlotte. And then Hannah is laughing. Oldie but a goodie. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, um, this, this teaching is one that pastors actually encouraged multiple people to go yeah. back and watch because... I, I'm as I've been listening to this teach these teachings. I'm recognizing how much um, I've thought one way mm-hmm. when all of Scripture points me in a different direction. Yeah. You know, like the longer you know, growing up in church, a lot of times you know we can think in one direction, but um, the second I said that, all of a sudden the boy band popped. The in boy your head. band popped into my head. <laughs> we we. we like our thinking can go into one direction, um, and, and we'll, we'll we'll be explaining it uh, soon. But my thinking has gone in one direction. That as I've been listening to it, I've honestly had a, an interesting time <laughs> trying to unlearn all the things that I've trained my brain, the ways that I've trained my brain to think. Yeah. Because I've trained my when when you train your brain to think a certain way. And you hear something that contradicts the way you tra- trained your brain. Yeah. It really takes first first off humility. Yeah. Hardcore humility. Um, and I just want to encourage you today. Just o- open yourself up to the word. You know, when you open yourself up to the word, God will give you revelation today. God will give you a revelation that you might have been thinking a certain direction and recognize. Actually, no, God is gooder than I always thought. You yeah. know, and, and that's what we want to bring to you today. But but. You know, entering in, you know, just you can even put this in the comments. You know, I I, I choose today to to humble myself to hear what God has to say for yeah. me. You know, because because God's got, God's got something supernaturally powerful you for for you today that'll completely unlock just the goodness of God in yeah. your life. And but as I've been listening to these though, you know, I, I've noticed I've there. I, it exposed some, some unlearning that I'm going to have that, yeah. that I've been doing and I'm going to be completely glass house right now. You know, as I've as as I've been listening to this, um, I've been having an interesting time, you know, yeah, catching this. But I see it very clearly in the word. But it's been hard to grasp because I've been I've trained myself to think one way. And God's sure. God's grace has been teaching me and helping me you know, to, to learn and to unlearn and to figure this out. But yeah. it, it, this, this is more of an, in, te- an impo- in teaching important, more of an important teaching than I ever even recognized. Yeah. Well, and this series in particular is one that really kind of mm-hmm. shifted the ministry in Boomerang. And Pastor, I mean, Pastor will talk about it, but literally what happened is in 2016, I'm pretty sure is when the Lord gave pastor this revelation in 2016 is when he preached it anyway. And pastor started preaching this on a Wednesday night. We used to have Wednesday night um, services here at Boomerang. They were phenomenal. And 
pastor came in on a Wednesday night and repented in front of the entire church for the way he had done ministry. Now, as someone who loves pastor very much and pastor Nicole, when he started doing this, I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) What do you think you've done wrong? Like you are, you are a great man of God, great gift of God. What do you mean you've done stuff wrong? I don't think so. But the more he taught in just humility and his humility to even go up before the people and say, look, the Lord has shown me something in the word. I have missed it up to this point, but tonight, like I'm changing how things are in the ministry, that humility and that desire to press into the ways of God, it, it entirely shifted the ministry and it shifted pastors. Like I've watched just, and they've always had such a supernatural love for people, such a heart for people. But I've watched that grow even more since this time, because this revelation on the two parts of life, it changes everything about how we receive from God, how we minister to other people. Mm-hmm. And it really did shift the entire ministry. Um, but I, I'm never going to forget that moment because mm-hmm. I've never seen a pastor do that. Mm-hmm. Like unless they had had like some massive fall from, from grace, you know, like mm-hmm. unless something horrible yeah. had ever happened in their life where they're like, I need to publicly apologize that this has happened. No, it was just the Lord was refining pastor. And he's like, there's a better way to do it. Yeah. And the key to the two parts of life, the very first part is, you know, the, the unlearning that I had to do when I first heard this is so often, like, think of it in this way. Like, you know that things in your life aren't going well and it's okay. I need a list of stuff to fix. Like this isn't going well. I need to make a list of, I'm going to do this, 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 and it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Like when I would go to pastors and be like, stuff isn't working. What do I do to fix it? Mm-hmm. And they would give me a list of, we'll do these things. With the two parts of life, the first thing that we need to do is we need to first receive God's love. Like that's key. And that sounds so simple. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds so easy to be like, oh yeah, well yeah, you receive God's love. But so often we don't. And we'll just jump over that and be like, well, God's love is there all the time, no matter where I am. Mm-hmm. Like I have it. I mean, it's available, mm-hmm. but we have to intentionally stop what we're doing and receive his love first. Mm -hmm. And that's what pastor was saying that he hadn't always done with the people when he was ministering to them is he'd see, okay, you have some stuff Mm -hmm. off in your life. I want to help you do better. So I'm going to tell you these different things to fix. And he'd give them the list before he would point them to the love Mm -hmm. of God. So they would take this list and he'd, he's pastor. So he's going to minister the love of God, but he'd give them a list first. And then somewhere along the way, they'd kind of explode. Mm -hmm. And that's when the Lord showed him you before they can ever get a list of stuff to fix. They've got to first go to the source. That's going to be able to Mm -hmm. empower them Mm -hmm. to walk the change out. The very first part of the two parts of life is we have to receive God's love as our own. Yeah. And and this is where it went contrary to, to what I've taught myself. So, uh, actually this happened very recently, maybe a month month ago, maybe like three weeks ago, where uh, I was believing for something, I was expecting a certain thing to happen a specific way, and it did not happen that way, and it was kind of embarrassing, and it was awkward, and it was weird, and and everything in me was like, okay, and I I was like, (laughs) I actually actually called Pastor, I'm like, Pastor, I I need to come there and talk to you now, this is how, like, intense it was. I I came there, and I was like, okay, Um, I was like, where did I miss it? 
what do I need to do? Is it because I was thinking this direction? Is it because I was doing it this way? Is it because I was going in that, yeah. you know, and I began, was this where I missed it? Is this what I did wrong? Yeah. I, and, and honestly, in that entire conversation, um, you know, cause I, I remember I said, is it because I was believing for this instead of this? And he said, it does like, essentially he was saying, stop thinking that way. Yeah. You know, like that's not the way you should be thinking right now. What you need is God's love. Yeah. You don't need because what what was I doing? I was going back to the law. Yeah. I was going back to what can I do to receive God's love? Yeah. What can I do to receive from God? When the reality is, that, you know, let's say God us. You know what I what the way I thought it worked, and this is where it's kind of contrary to my to the religion that I had in inside of me is. Yeah. I need to do it the right way before I can receive from God. Yeah. I need to to be thinking the right way or I need to to do to follow the steps the right way. What am I doing? I'm effectively relying on the law and the Bible says very clearly the yep. law leads to death. Yeah. So, if I'm relying on the law, I do this to receive. Yeah. Then then I'm leading myself to death rather than I'm going to let the love of God come and meet me and rest in his love, rest in his grace, because it's the grace and the love of God that that empowers me to do what's right. Yeah. You know, but but it's I, I just need to rely on the love of God and the compassion of God and the grace of God. Does that, and, and that will empower me to do what's right. But when I focus on what do I need to do? Where do I need to go? What, how do I need to yeah. handle this? What I'm doing is I'm focusing more on me than I am on God, yeah. on, on my strength and on God's, God's grace. And that's where, that's where, you know, cause does the Bible say God's a reward of those who diligently seek him? Yeah. Yes. But what's the order? Is it when I diligently seek him, he'll reward me. Or when I trust and rely on the grace of God, he'll empower me to diligently seek him, yeah. which then, you know, begins this beautiful cycle and this beautiful fellowship. Because the Bible says very clearly uh, in First John, I believe, chapter 4, I love because he first loved me. Yeah. And when I rely on that love, it empowers me to love. Because what is love? It's a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. Yeah. So I need the leading. I need the, the giving. I need him first before I can ever love. Yeah. Before I can ever obey before I can, I can ever do anything. So when I receive God's love, it empowers me to love him back. Yeah. But, but my brain has always thought, no, I need to seek him in order to find him, which, which I do need to seek him. But where does it begin? It be, I can't seek him without him. Yeah. You know, like Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So I can't even, I can't even find him without him. Yeah. Right. Like it, it goes against everything that I, that I thought I knew. Cause I can point scriptures to, yes, I need to seek him and then I'll find him. Oh, but, but all of scripture tells us that if, if I'm, what I'm doing in that is I'm relying on works mm -hmm. rather than grace. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, but but when you read the word, you see that's the covenant we're in. Yeah. It's not it's not a covenant based on works. It's a covenant that's fully relying on the grace of God. Yeah, Murky, what you got? Dun, One dun. thing that's really interesting. Um, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. They're in a different yeah. room. <laughs> um, one thing that's really been interesting is as I have learned to to step out of the legalism that I used to so heavily walk in, and that my flesh still tries to go to, mm -hmm. I still have to submit it in that way. Um, the more that I've received God's love, the more that I've received God's mercy and mm -hmm. His grace in time of need the more it's made me want to just lift my hands and praise Him. 
because when I was so focused on myself, and I still have to catch myself, when I was so focused on on needing to earn everything, needing to earn God's approval, needing to earn righteousness, needing to earn being good enough to, to be in ministry, or, or well, I didn't do right today, so I'm not going to have God's presence with me today, or God's anointing. All these things I tried to earn, um, I, I noticed I wouldn't really... I wouldn't really praise God. Like, I wouldn't really think about His goodness. I wouldn't really, without receiving from Him and receiving His love first to empower me to do all these things, I, I noticed I was very self-absorbed, and it was all about me, and I wasn't really about God. Like, I, I wouldn't, like, when Sundays would come around and I would praise the Lord, I didn't have that same heart in me to to be like, wow, yeah. God is so good. He's been so merciful. And the more that I've received his goodness and his mercy, and that even though my flesh wants to earn it, the more that I've said, no, I'm going to receive mercy from God, the more it's it's just shown me how his nature. Without that, it's it's hard to to even see his nature because that's who that's who he is. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not receiving yeah. from him in that way, it's like it, it, it's like putting my hand in front of his face and just being like, I don't, I don't really know you. Like I kind of know you, but I don't really know you. So the more that I've received the two, this message, the more I've gotten to really know God. Yeah. yeah. Well, as you're talking, when it reminds Abby and I were talking yesterday, and for those of you who maybe don't know Abby as well as we do, Abby is, oh my gosh, she loves helping people. Like she loves teaming up and partnering with people. And she made a comment yesterday of how she loves helping people so much that when she sees people, I'm paraphrasing, but basically when she sees people going through something and she can't help them, that it frustrates her. And she's like, I just want to help. Well, that's, that's truly the heart of God. Like that's God's heart because, you know, God is a covenant God. God's not a God who's an island unto himself and we're an island unto ourselves and we wave at each other passing in the night. God is, God desires fellowship with us mm-hmm. more than anything else. It's yeah. literally why he sent Jesus. He, he desires us so much that he gave his only begotten son, his uniquely crafted son. He gave him for us. You know, you look at Genesis. Why on earth did he have Adam name the animals? Because there was partnership between Adam and God. He desired for that partnership. You look at Revelation 2 and you know, the church of Ephesus, we, we talked about it just the other day. You read in Revelation with this church in Ephesus, and they're doing great things for God, but they weren't doing it with God. And God doesn't want us to do things for him. He wants us to do things with him. He, you know, it's, it's Acts 17, 28. In him, we live and move and yeah. have our being. Like, in him, John 14, I think, John 14 or 15, where it says, abide in me as I abide in the Father. Jesus is telling us, abide in me as I abide in the Father. God desires for us to be so interwoven with him that there's not a separation between us and him. Him and us, we're the same. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us because God desires for us to be together. Yeah. 
But here's what condemnation does is we'll mess up. Condemnation comes in and says, oh, I'm, I am no longer qualified for the love of God. So I now have to earn it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I have to earn that love. I, I missed it. I messed up. So I lost the free gift. So now I've got to earn it back. Yeah. And that's, that's a lie. Like that's the curse talking, trying to make us fit what you were talking about, fit back under something that we're no longer designed to wear. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a period of time last year, the year before where God started talking to me and he said, what used to fit you doesn't fit you anymore. And he was talking to me about something specific, but it fits here too. What used to fit man the law like the old ways doesn't fit man anymore we are under a new covenant and a new grace and in order to truly please the lord in order to truly live in the fullness of what he has we have to first receive that love if i'm trying to do anything without receiving the love of god first i'm doing it in my own strength mm -hmm. and it's not going to go over well because i'm limited but with god I'm completely unlimited. Yeah. Amen. Well, the scripture that just came to me is Galatians 2.20. And put that in the comments, Galatians 2.20 and 21. Primarily 21. But, you know, we know Galatians 2.20, for I have been crucified with Christ. Yeah. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I'll read it. I've been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me. And gave himself for me. So yeah. basically, that's what you were saying is everything we do is in Christ. Yeah. You know, I'm more, we're more than conquerors in Christ. Yeah. You know, it, it's all in Christ. And, and we can't be in Christ without the sacrifice that he made for us. So yeah. we're already helpless without him. And then when he, when he died for us, when he went to the cross and rose again, what happened was we went with him. That's what we read. Yeah. Crucified with Christ, died with Christ, rose again with Christ. It's all with Christ. It's all in Christ. And when we rose again with him, now we're seated with Christ, yeah. you know, in heavenly places. But then he goes on to say this because, and this, this is where it really opens up in Galatians 2.21. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, or if righteousness comes through me doing the right things, right. you know, uh, if it comes through me doing it the right way, me do always, you know, my works essentially, then then Christ didn't need to come. Yeah. You know, and if and if we're saying I in order to receive from God, in order to receive God's from love, I need to ensure that I need to do this, 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 this. Yeah. What are we doing? We're trying to gain righteousness through the law. Yeah. I, in order to, to receive this, I need to do this, 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 this. In order to receive this blessing from God, I need to do this. Now, what we need to do first and foremost is recognize we're righteous. Yeah. You know, through through Christ, not through what we've done, but through Christ. And when we receive that love, it empowers us to do what's right. You know, because because how many times does Paul have to say, does this mean that we should go on sinning and do yeah. whatever we want? No, but but what? But it's finding the right order. It's getting it in the right order because I received from God. I am now empowered to do what's right. Mm -hmm. And so, and and if I miss it, I'm not suddenly disqualified. Yeah. What what I need to do is I need to get back into the love. Get back to to your first love. Essentially, Re Re Revelation chapter two. Right. Yeah. I don't want to leave my first love and get into the. The doing, 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 like we see the the Ephesian church or the the church of Ephesus mm -hmm. or the church of was it Ephesus? Oh, it was Ephesus. Cool, the church of Ephesus, where 
He, God says, I see your works. You're doing, 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 doing. But you, you, you're missing the first part. The yeah. main thing. You're missing the main thing, which yeah. is that love. Yeah. Receiving the love of God, which empowers you to do what's right. But it's all done in fellowship. Yeah. It's all done in that relationship. It's all done because... I'm first receiving the love, and yeah. now I'm empowered in the love of God. The, the Bible says very clearly, being in Ephesians, being rooted and grounded in love. Yeah. That's where we need to be, is rooted and grounded in the love of God, which will now empower us to do what's yeah. right. Well, it's the supply. Like, mm -hmm. as you were talking, yeah. like, and I was finishing my water bottle, it truly reminded me, like, this... This water bottle is designed to carry water. Mm -hmm. It's designed for people to receive water from. But this has been me so many times where it's, I'm designed to carry the love of God. I'm designed to, to do a task, mm -hmm. but there's no supply in me. Like it's just, mm -hmm. it's empty. Mm -hmm. And the love of God is what truly is our supply to do anything out of. Like you can, we cannot do anything without that supply of love that will last and that will matter. Like if we're out of love, then we're out of the will of God. In verse Corinthians 13, you know, or, 13, 14, where it's talking, 13, faith, hope, and love, the, these three remain, but the greatest is love. Mm -hmm. And why is it so important? You know, turn there. This is not just a wedding scripture, um, <laughs> although this is like the wedding scripture the majority of times, mm -hmm. but it's more than that. And so often like that's what, that's what the body of Christ will do so much is it'll hear a verse that like is quoted so much and they'll just kind of gloss over it. Mm -hmm. But this is why like the first Corinthians 13, just listen to what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not jealous. This is the supply that God wants you to have. When you're receiving the love of God, this is what you're receiving. Patience, kindness, lack of jealousy, no jealousy. Love does not brag. It's not arrogant. It does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It's not provoked. It does not take into account a wrong suffered. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but it rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So when we receive the love of God first, we're receiving a supply that will never fail. We're receiving a supply that will endure all things. A lot of times when we've been in, in the grind and there's pressing and we feel like we're going to fail, it's because our supply, we haven't drawn in that moment on the love of God. Because when we draw on the love of God, we have a supply that can't fail, won't fail, will endure forever, hopes all the time, like, and the hope doesn't disappoint. It's a good supply. This is what we're receiving from him. It's a supernatural supply to do the will of God. And it's why we need it first. Because if we try to do it first without it, there's nothing backing what our actions are doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Melbourne, what you got? Also, that's what I call Marky. I don't know if I've ever said that before. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> um, I think... One thing that I, I really needed to, to learn this, um, to, to be able to, to receive this message, is I, I really had to have my pride stepped on. 
<laughs> because I really wanted to be the source. I wanted to. I wanted to be the source of all these things. And uh, where do I look? Like, do camera. I look at the camera? Like, sure. is that sure. is what is the most uncomfortable? Is it uncomfortable for me to be like this? Or? Real quick before you hop back in, Hannah's comment just said we have a supernatural puppy to do the will of God. <laughs> I want a supernatural puppy to do the will of God. Like that's what I want. <laughs> Amen. I'll take a supernatural puppy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but I really, I really like wanted to be the source of all this. So because I wanted to be the source, I wasn't allowing God to be the source. And I didn't want to be the source because I didn't want to feel inadequate. I didn't want to feel, it, it takes a, it honestly takes a certain amount of humility to receive God's mercy yeah. and God's love in this way. It takes us getting out of the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. It takes us being okay with admitting Hey, I have a flesh. I'm not perfect. And I am, God is refining me, but I have the ability to miss it. And I think so often I've wanted to convince myself, I can be perfect. I can do all of this in my own strength and wanting to prove myself to God and stuff like that. And sure. I, um, I really had to, I really had to humble myself to receive this message humble myself that I'm not going to know everything. I need to rely on God. I need to receive from God and he needs to be the source. This, this whole message is relying upon he is the source, not Marky. Marky get, Marky's not the source. Marky doesn't get any of the glory. And that dependency, it takes a, it takes a dependency, a dependency on God of you're going to do, you're going to be the source of it all. You're going to do it all. I don't even have the ability to choose to rely on you without your help. Yeah. Like it's true. I one thing that really helped me was when I learned even the desire to do good, even the desire to do the right thing, the desire, the strength to do it, literally all of that comes from God. I yeah. can't do one good thing without him. Not one. And there's been that pride I think of, well, I can I can I can do something good. I can do the right thing and and look at me. I chose to do the right thing and no, I, I literally can't even think the right thought without him. Yeah. I need him for everything in life. Everything. I cannot even desire to love him without him first loving me. Mm -hmm. yeah. It all comes from him, comes from him first. None of it originates from me. And that humility has been really important for me to to see him as the source and not me. Yeah. Well, you know, as you're talking, what it reminds me of is one of my, one of, for me, one of my biggest opportunities that I've had is when I'll miss it. And it's something I've missed before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've like, it's, it's that same thing of, I did this again. Are you freaking kidding me right now? <laughs> like, no, I, uh, it's, that'll be like my flesh's thing. And th those are the moments when this message becomes so important because my flesh, if, I, if I've repeated something that I've done multiple times, my flesh automatically thinks, God must be so irritated with me right now. This is like the 50th time that I've done this. Come on, Barrett. Like, and these are the thoughts that I'll have. 
they're not his thoughts though. And what I've learned, like when Marky was just talking, what came up to me was what pastor will say to me in those moments. I think the last time it happened, I, I talked to him about it. And one of the things the Lord has given him is it doesn't so much matter your position as it does your direction. So think of it like a ladder. You know, it doesn't matter how high necessarily on the ladder you are. What matters is that you're climbing. And so often that our flesh wants to be positionally higher and try to earn it and try to go higher. There have been moments with people that I've, you know, that I've seen and I, my flesh will get frustrated because I'm like, come on. Mm -hmm. And pastor will remind me, are they going the right way? And like, I'll, I'll stop and be like, yes, they're going the right way. <laughs> yes. He's like, are they going slower than what you would like? Yes, yes, they are. And he's like, okay, that's great. Take what you want out of the picture. Are they going the right way? Are they headed in the right direction? Will the Lord empower them to pick up speed? Barrett, are you headed in the right direction? Did you have a slip? Yes. Are you getting back up? Do you have the heart of God? Yes. Is God empowering you to do the right thing? Yes. Then just keep going. And that's what we need to do is when those moments happen, not shut God off and feel like he's so frustrated and mad. We have this, this picture in our brain. Pastor used to do this illustration where he'd take a picture of Jesus and he would draw on it. Like it would step on a whole bunch of religious toes. It was excellent. But he would like draw these angry eyebrows on Jesus and like these, just all these things that we imagine him to have that he doesn't have. Mm -hmm. Like God is not an angry God. He tells us in Isaiah that we'll, we're not going to take his wrath again like that he's not angry with us any longer that's not who he is the very first thing that the angel said when they sent Jesus was peace and grace do not fear I bring you good tidings of great joy to all men God was pleased with all men he desired all men to come to know Jesus his heart is for all men He's not mad at you. He has nothing but love for you. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a minister friend of pastors, uh, Pastor David Stowe, that put up recently on his Facebook, there's nothing that you can mess up too much that God isn't able to redeem, that he's not able to fix. God's a fixer, and he has a supply of love for you today. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but, like, usually at this point, that's when, like, the little religious parts, mm -hmm. like, that that I'm getting rid of yeah. has been like, but I got, but I want to do stuff to, you know, like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, cause like I, I've been trained, I need to do and do and do sure. in order to receive. And that's the weird part. But you look at the example that Jesus had, who is the full representation yeah. of God, you know, in, in Jesus, we see he, the Bible tells us very clearly in, in the book of Hebrews that he was the exact representation of the father. So what we see in Jesus is we see how the Father looks yeah. at us, how the Father reacts. And what you see a lot in the disciples is the little religious kind of thing, you know, where, where they see a blind man from birth. And the disciples are like, okay, Jesus, who, who, who sinned? Mm -hmm. him, him, him or his parents? Yeah. What are they doing? They're going back to the law. They're focusing on the law. They're focusing on, okay, where did he miss it yeah. to receive this, right? Which is kind of what we're talking Where did I miss it? To, to, to where this didn't work out or sure. where it turned out this way. And this, this is what the disciples are saying. What was Jesus' response? Basically, Jesus' response was, 
it doesn't matter, but the Father is going to be glorified. Let's heal this guy. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's basically Jesus' response. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what happened. He said, neither him or, or his parents sinned, it, but the son, the son of Man is going to be glorified. Yeah. God's going to be glorified in this. You know, that's Jesus' heart. When they when the Pharisees brought the, the woman caught in adultery, yeah. right? Je Jesus knew what she did wrong, but he his focus wasn't on the law and what she did wrong and what she needs to do to fix it. Yeah. Basically, what she needed at that moment was an example of the love of God. She needed God's love to meet her. Yeah. And that's when Jesus said he was without sin, cast the first stone. And, and was, was she, according to the law, was she supposed to be stoned? For sure, for sure. But what happened? Jesus gave a great answer. All, everyone left, and then he grabs her by the hand and says, where are your accusers? She says, they're not here anymore. He says, neither do I accuse you. Mm -hmm. And then he gave her the power. Mm -hmm. Once she received the love of God, now go sin no more. Yeah. Right? What, what, where, did, where did it originate? Where did it come from? She had to first receive the love of God. Yeah. And, and this is where... This is where it's been interesting for me, you know, is, is if someone, this is where it changes now whenever we talk to people and minister to people and encourage people now, because what, what we can easily get to is, well, this is what you need to do. This is your situation. Do, do A, B, C, and D, and then you'll be, and you'll be good, yeah. right? And, and that's where I like to look at it is, you know, I, I want to know what I need to do to fix it. Yeah. But what people need first is they need to receive that love. You know, so this is where there have been times when I'm like, Pastor, what do I need to do? And what he offers me first now is love. Make yeah. sure I have that foundation of love because if I give A, B, C, and D without giving love, then there's no empowerment to actually do A, B, C, yeah. and D, and people will crash. Yeah. And so when you give people that love, it's kind of opening up as we're talking about it. Like as we, as we give people the love of God, the love of God will now empower them once they fully are able to receive that love, now yeah. they're empowered to do A, B, C, and D. Yeah. But the love is primary. The love is first. The grace is first. I can't do anything outside of the grace of God. And with the grace of God, now all of a sudden I can do all things, but it's through Christ. Yeah. And I can't receive Christ if I can't receive the love. Yeah. If I'm just looking for A, B, C, and D apart from Christ, then what's the point of Christ? Yeah. You know? And that's a lot of times what we're focusing on. I just want to know A, B, C, and D and, and go, go with it. And what am I looking at? I'm trying to do the law pre-Christ. You yeah. know, I'm trying to go back to the Old Testament when in the New Testament, no, I need Christ. And with Christ, now I'm empowerment to do it. Yeah. Mel? I'm honestly just listening because, <laughs> like, I need to hear this. I legitimately, this is something that um, Pastor told me a while back. He's like, this is, the two parts of life is one of the most important messages for you to hear because I did it so wrong. And like Barrett was talking about how frustrating it is when you do the same thing over and over mm -hmm. again. And then it's just like, Ta! I, that was literally me today. Like I, um, this morning I sent a message to Barrett and Buddy and I was like, I just, I need to be really honest with you guys because I, as a team, I need your support. Like I have, I've been really struggling with, with something the past couple of days where I got really discouraged about something and it, not only was it the issue that I was discouraged about, but I was discouraged about my response to the issue because I responded the same way that I have in the past. So it was so frustrating. So then today, like with the broadcast, I said, guys, like I need, I like, I'm opening myself up to your prayer 
to your encouragement and even your correction. Like, I, if you guys see anything that, like, I, even as I'm talking, you need to correct me, like, I give you that ability and I give you, but I, I really wanted to be honest and, and try to be humble because it's, if I pretend that, if I pretend that everything is always, that I have always done everything perfectly, like, I'm, I, if I'm not in humility, I'm not going to receive grace. Mm -hmm. And even with this message right now, I need to hear this. I need to hear what is being talked about right, right now just as much as anybody. So this isn't something that's like, oh, I've heard this before. I got it. It's something that we continuously need to hear because we continuously need the love of God. Yeah. Well, and I, Serena just hopped up and it, she put a comment saying, I was just telling Buddy this morning how when an attack comes, she's tried to be hyper spiritual and spend more time in prayer trying to earn her way through the attack instead of resting in God. And what it reminded me of is there was, um, you know, there's been something, a new phase of life that I've been walking through recently, and it created a whole bunch of emotions like great ones and then really, really crummy ones. And I've, I've mentioned that before, but fear was a really big one. And I was talking to Serena about it. The, George and I hung out with Buddy and Serena a couple weeks ago. And I told her, I was like, all of this fear came up and I made a decision. Like, I'm not going to read a single thing about this. I'm not going to listen to a single broadcast about this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything. And Serena looked at me and she's like, then what are, what, what, what are you, what are you going to do? <laughs> and I, like I told her what I had told the Lord, Lord, I don't, I've never been in this situation before. I've never faced this before, but I need you. I need you. And I wasn't even consciously thinking I need the two parts of life right now. I need to receive the love of God. But it like, it came out of me like, Lord, I, I need you. I don't need my yeah. own way of figuring out how to walk through yeah. this. I don't need to logic this. I don't need to reason my way through this. I need you. If you're not telling me what to do, then there's no point in me doing it. It's not going to benefit me at all. So you tell me what to do. If you tell me to listen to something, I'll listen to something. If you tell me to do something, I'm going to do something. But until you speak, I'm not moving. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been. And from that moment, it's been more peace than it was those first two weeks. Because the first two weeks, I was like, must listen to all of the things and read all of the things and yeah. do all of the things. And I was freaking out mm -hmm. internally because I was doing. But once I stopped... And I was like, I need you. Then God has been able to minister his love to me more and more mm -hmm. and more yeah. and more. And I've been able to abide in more peace because instead of getting so much external input, yeah. the input I'm getting is his. Yeah. And that's where so, so often we can miss it is because we're trying to earn all these different ways and I need to listen to this message on faith and this message on faith and this message on healing and this message on healing. And I've got to go to all the healing meetings and be in the right place at the right time yeah. when it just is abide in me. Mm -hmm. I'll abide in you. There you go. Mm -hmm. In me, you live yeah. and move and have your being. Mm -hmm. Just abide in me. Yeah. He's the source. Mm -hmm. He's got to be our why. Yeah. Th that's truly what this message boils down to. What's our why? Yeah. What's the motivator behind what we're doing? Yeah. And if love, receiving his love and then operating through his love is what we're doing, then we're on target. Mm -hmm. But if we're operating out of, yeah. I've got to do this, I've got to make it happen. That's an indicator of, oh, 
-hmm. my source isn't him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you look at, um, like I'm looking down at 1 Corinthians 14.1, and the first thing it says is pursue love. Mm -hmm. You know, these three abide, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love, pursue love. Yeah. What is that? The love of God. That's what agape is, because all of this is agape. It's the love of God. I need, more than I need answers, I need his love. Yeah. Put that in the comments. More than I need answers, I need the love of God because it's in the love of God that you'll get answers. It's in the love of God that 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 it all really falls under. You know, Hannah, and you said, "What's our why?" And and you look at First Corinthians thirteen at the very beginning. He's kind of highlighting all of this, right? Like a lot of the things that we pursue a lot. He's showing them. I can have all these things that we can pursue. I can have, you know, I can speak with with tongues of men. And of angels. But if I don't have that love of God, yeah. he, he says, I, I've basically, all the tongues that come out of my mouth is just noise. It's just sound. Yep. You know, he says, I can have the gift of prophecy. And, and Paul himself, you know, say, says, you know, that prophecy is a good gift and that you should desire the best gifts. But he's saying, if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mystery and all knowledge, and I have all faith, like we, we're faith people. We talk about faith and, you know, we want to have faith and we want to walk by faith yeah. and all that stuff. But he says, if even if I have the highest level of faith so as I can remove mountains, but if I don't have love, he says, I have nothing. I, yeah. am, I am nothing. You know, what, what's missing? I can have all of this stuff, but if, if the first part is missing, I'm just like the church of Ephesus, yeah. right? I have it, but I don't have love and I'll be removed if I, yeah. don't, if I don't get that back in the check, yeah. right? If I give all my possessions to feed the poor and I surrender my body to be burned, but I don't have love, it profits me nothing. Yeah. So like, even if I'm a active sower and giving and giving, there's no profit if, if the first part's missing. Yeah. I need... I need, I need the love of God. Mm-hmm. I need to receive it. And when, as I receive it, it empowers me to do the other things. But the primary thing is not when I do what's right, I'll receive. Yeah. It's because I've received and focusing on yeah. that because I have the love of God. I'm in fellowship with God. Uh, I don't need A, B, C, and D. I just need God's love. And when I reside in God's love, yeah. I begin to see that God will give me wisdom. He'll give me grace. He'll give me the empowerment and all that stuff. But it all begins with, I just need the love of God right now. I don't need A, B, C, and D. God, I just need you. Yeah. Well, and what's super fun with this is that there's once this is real in us, then you can take it that next step mm-hmm. further. And all of a sudden with people, mm-hmm. people don't need to earn your love in order to get it anymore. (laughs) They don't need to earn it. And that's, that was for me, probably the biggest part that I I'm still working on is freely distributing that love. Mm -hmm. Cause I can believe that God will freely give it to me. Mm -hmm. But when a person has done me wrong or has walked away or has left or whatever, and I need to still freely love them, Oh, has the flesh been alive there? Boy, howdy. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh, my flesh would like to be ridiculous with that. But it's the same exact thing. We're to model Christ. Yeah. We're to model Christ at all times. Serena just said, whoo, great point. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's so fun. <laughs> like you can have it with you and God. And it's, oh, that's so wonderful. This feels great. Amen. Yeah. But then someone does you wrong. 
And yet the thing that you need, that we need to give them is the love of God. That it's what pastor talks about, how the position of humility legally allows the grace to be injected in the situation. It's what God does with us, his grace and humility to love us when we've done wrong to him allows for that supernatural grace to kick off in our lives to then do the will of God. It's the same way with people. When we allow the love of God to flow through us, no matter what, without them earning it, with regardless of what they do to us, then we legally allow Jesus to be injected into that situation. So it goes to the verse, you know, freely have you received freely give Mm -hmm. We're receiving the love of God completely free, free gift of God. We now have to be distributors of that. We have to be distributors of that love. That's part of the doing, but we've got to first receive it. It's like going into a situation where people are being ridiculous. Like, have you ever been in a situation with people who have hurt you or have made you upset and like, you haven't necessarily like received the love of God before you've gotten in the situation. And you're like going in like Hulk time. Like I will not be moved by you. Like I, it's fine. And you just get, that's not the love of God. <laughs> that's, that's us trying to protect ourselves. Yeah. It's been Barrett trying to protect herself. But in the moments where I've chosen to intentionally Lord, I need the love of God. I'm yeah. going to go talk to somebody. My flesh doesn't want to talk to them, but you love them, Lord. You still have a plan and purpose for them. Even though my flesh would be done with them, you have a plan and purpose. I'm your minister. I will be led by you at all times. I need you in this situation. Now I'm receiving that love of God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm able to then freely distribute that love to them. That's fun. <laughs> 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 I, I was just thinking of something that I said to Serena like a month ago that the second I said it, I knew it was so wrong. But like, like people would like say, you know, love you, love you. And I've always had a harder time to do that. And, you know, and like I was saying to Serena, I was like, I just have a hard time to do that because, you know, people need to earn it. <laughs> and then like the second I said, it, I'm like, that's Did not right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said it. Serena just looked at me and was like, yeah, like no, <laughs> like I knew it was wrong, but like that's just how I've, I sure. had been in my flesh. You know, that's how we, how we think. You know, sure. people need like for me to say it, for me to give it. Yeah, I feel like I need they need to deserve it. But that's praise God, He doesn't think that way about me. <laughs> like right, mm-hmm. like praise God, He didn't think that way for me. And like I'm talking about something stupid I said like a month ago, which I knew it wasn't right. Oh, I yeah. literally had a conversation yeah. with Pastor Nicole yesterday, okay, where yeah. I was like, I, I told you this mm-hmm. has been probably one of the biggest opportunities with my flesh. Like I was talking mm-hmm. to her on the phone. I'm like, I know this is the root. I know this is not the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know this is not the Lord's yeah. thought on it. But this is where this is originated from. Mm-hmm. So I need this root out of me. Mm-hmm. But I literally told yeah. her. They have not earned X, Y, Z at this point in time. That's wrong. Like all, mm-hmm. my box to yeah. her was so fun because it's mm-hmm. here's all the bad stuff. I know it's wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, no, that was yesterday. And, and, <laughs> but but what do we need? You know, yeah. like we don't need to buck up our pants and like you know do it ourselves. What we need to do? What buck up our pants? Gird up our <laughs> anyway. No, we, what, what do we need? We need more revelation of this. Yeah. We need a higher revelation of this. We need to receive the love of God because yeah. I can't do that in my own strength. Yeah. You know, like my flesh, 
wants to be flesh. But what I need is what we see in Romans chapter 8, right? Yeah. What I need is I need to not focus on the flesh. I don't, I don't need to set my mind on, well, this, 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 X, Y, Z. I don't, need to, I don't need to focus my mind on the law of, well, if they do this, then I can give them this. Because that's f- falling back under the A, B, C, D, you know. What I need is I need a higher revelation of the love of God. Yeah. You know, and that's what Paul said in, in Ephesians. Uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. But he basically said, you know, I pray, you know, that you being rooted in established. Ephesians is after Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Um, I pray that you being rooted and established in love uh, will have the ability to comprehend with all the saints um, what is the depth and width and yeah. height. Uh, what is, you know... Of God's love for us. It's in here somewhere. Do you know where it is? Don't you love it whenever I just point that to you? I do, because then I start thinking of a totally different one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's not it. Yeah, but he's saying, I pray that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have the ability... Oh, here it is. Uh, uh, Ephesians 3. Um, And I'll I'll start at uh, verse 14, Ephesians 3, 14. He says this, For this reason I bow my knee before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth uh, derives its name. So he's already saying, like, I bow my knee to the Father, who is the source of it all. And he says that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, it's all from him, to be strengthened with the power through through his spirit in the inner man. It's all from him. Who's the source? It's him. And then he says this, uh, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. And now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all we can ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him may be the glory. It's all from him. It's all from him. The ability to do exceedingly abundantly more is all from him. But where does it all come down to? We need a greater revelation of the love of God for us. And we need God's love towards us, a, a greater understanding of how much he truly loves us, that it's not based on our love for him, but it's his love for us. It empowers our, you know, us to love him, but it all begins with being rooted. What does that mean? Everything we do needs to be rooted yeah. and grounded in the love of God. Yeah. Marky, do you have anything else? No. I've just <laughs> been <laughs> I've just been listening and receiving. Like about five minutes of the anointing started to hit me, so I was like, ah, oh, there is the rest of the Lord. <laughs> like I feel like my like I said earlier, like I was um the past couple of days, like, my mind was just, like, going, 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 trying to fix things, trying to solve things, trying to do things right. And then, like, during this broadcast, I started to just, like, I started to just honestly, like, just kind of, like, receive the Lord's rest and mm-hmm. love. And, like, yeah. so I've just been in the back here having my own little anointed time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank y'all for being on with us. And you can receive that anointing where you are as well. God, everything about God, he is a free gift. Jesus has made the presence of God available to you freely. Freely he's given, so freely he wants you to receive it. So today, just where you are, you know, 
Let today be a reception day for you where you receive the love of God. Whether you're at work, at home, driving in your car, you can receive it right now. And so just if you can close your eyes, if you're driving, don't do that because, you know, danger. But if you if you can just close your eyes and lift your hands to him just as as a sign to him of reception and humility. It's a posture of humility. And just with with your whole heart, just say, Jesus, I receive you today. I receive your love. I receive your peace. I stop trying to earn it. (laughs) I can't. But Jesus, I believe that you died for me because you love me. I believe that you rose again because you love me. I believe that you've empowered me because you love me. And just receive that love right now. Father, we thank you for that love. I ask in the name of Jesus that every viewer of this broadcast, whether they're live or it's in the archive, I ask God that they receive the peace of God wherever they are. Let it flood their minds, their souls, their spirits. Let peace, grace, and love be manifested now. Lord, I command every storm to be still. I command in the name of Jesus for peace to be. Lord, we can't do this without you. We have to have you. We need you, God. We can't do anything worthwhile without you. We position ourselves in reception. Lord, we've got to have every bit of you every moment of the day. Lord, today, from this point forward, teach us how to abide in you so that you can also abide in us. Teach us how to be partners with you. In all times, in all situations, we've got to have you. Lord, we receive you right now, the person of God. And just say, Jesus, today, fill me with Holy Spirit fresh now. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the empowerment and the helper. Ah, thank you, God. Lead your people wisely today. Lead them into peace, into revelation, and into you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Man, this has been a good a good broadcast. Yeah. Guys, do us a favor. You know, help spread the word. Share uh, share the broadcast. Get the word out. Um, Like it. Send it to someone. Whatever uh, you'd like to do. But we also want to let you know we sow this broadcast into you. And in the love of God, in, you know, yeah. seeking Him first. If, if, if the Lord's leading you to sow into this broadcast, we just want to give you an opportunity to sow. All of, all of that information is in the description. All that information is also right here. You can go to giveww.org to sow as well. But uh, just do it from fellowship with the Lord. If He tells you to do it, do it. And we're going to bless every seed. Every seed that is sown today. Amen. Amen. Father, thank Thank you you for these seeds sown today. We ask that they quickly, quickly have harvest manifest from them. Lord, every seed, we call it blessed, 
press down, shaken together, and running over. Let it return back to the people that are sowing. Yes. We call the sowers blessed. Yes. We call the seed blessed, and we thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' you, name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for being on with us today. Guys, we're going to be back tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. But before we go, it's coming up quick. This coming Sunday, yes. Ted Shuttlesworth Sr. is here in Albemarle. He actually arrives a couple days before to get prepped for it. So get ready. Sunday morning, he's going to be here at Boomerang, 10 a.m. And then that Sunday night through Friday night, we are going to have tent, or nights under the tent in the YMCA park starting at 7 p.m. So if you're able to get here, you do not want to miss it. It's going to be super awesome and powerful and all that good stuff. But we love you. We'll We'll be back tomorrow at 11.30, and we'll see you then. Bye.